Hello there and welcome back to another episode of the Suffolk Business Podcast. Today we are joined by the lovely Fiona Coe. Thank you so much. Fiona is Marketing Manager of Coe's in Ipswich. Um, and quite frankly, I think everyone who I know has shopped at Coe's. Yeah, Jay, you shopped yeah. at Coe's? I've shopped at Coe's many a time. Well, yeah. yeah, School wear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, <laughs> like, it's one of those places that you talk about, especially to people in Ipswich. Famous. You drive past it and it's, it's instantly recognisable instantly yeah, recognizable yeah. and again nostalgic as well because going in to get school well i think we actually went in and you tried on your wedding suit there as well yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. we all have stories attached to co's in ipswich i um, think that's what we find we're part of people's lives at yeah. various stages so yeah. you know we pick people up when they're young for their school uniform we then pick pick people up again let's say when they get married and then obviously as your fashions change you maybe yep. come and shop yep. with us at various stages in your life which is lovely so we we feel like we are on a journey with people which is great that 100 percent are and and sport journey as well i remember getting various cricket bats yeah yeah <laughs> cricket hockey tennis whatever it is that you're into yeah yeah we follow again we follow people through their careers professional careers which is great amazing fiona for for the very few people listening to this podcast who may not know who Coe's are. Tell us a little bit about the Coe's journey over the years and, and really dive into to the last few decades. Right right from the beginning. I'm right really from the beginning. Okay, okay. Yeah. so yeah. from the beginning. So Coe's was founded in 1928 um, by my husband's grandfather, uh, William David Coe. So we're now third generation wow. Coe's. Um, we are in our 92nd year of trading this year. Okay, wow. so it's quite a milestone. That is, yeah, I know. Always, uh, we started from the current site on Norwich Road, um, and the business has obviously changed and expanded over the years. So we're now a family of businesses. So we have Coes in Ipswich, Felixstowe, and Malden in Essex, nice. but we also own. Um, a shop called Goldings in Newmarket, which is on the high street. I've heard of that, yeah. Um, we own a shop called Goddard's of Kings Lynn up in North Norfolk. And we own 49% of a company called Trotter and Dean, which is in Bury St. Edmunds and Cambridge. So, so fingers in pies. So lots of fingers <laughs> in You're pies. Busy. Yep, yep. We've got um, a, we're a majority shareholder of a sports club at um, Martlesham, Martlesham Leisure as well. Yep, yep. yep. Um, and then we have various joint ventures with lots of schoolware um, businesses because we do obviously a lot of, of schoolware. So we work with other local schoolware suppliers um, and do joint ventures with them. Um, and we run a website, Side and Sticker Direct, which is a German shirt company, and we run, run their UK online operation. So wow. we're quite busy. It's amazing to, <laughs> to hear it. And like I, I, I thought of just the three sites. Yeah. So it's amazing to... There's to, much more behind it. There, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a little empire, but a local, em, a little local empire, yeah. which is nice. And it's we, so community-driven, isn't it? It it's is, it is. And it was founded on the basis of, of customer service. You know, that's our number one strength. Um, our team are great. Um, and having enough stock to, you know, to serve as many people as we can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when the customer service, just going back to that, you can tell when you walk into Coe's, it's an experience. Shopping at Coe's is an experience, and I've always said that. You're instantly greeted by someone who knows exactly what they're talking about and who can actually help you find what you need. Yeah. And also, and like um, again, in, in, the, in the changing environment, we are in, in retail, which I'm sure we'll touch upon in a minute, but with um, obviously online shopping and everything like that, I do think it's so important for um, on-the-ground shops like yourselves to 
be able to offer something that online can't. And if you have, if you walk into a shop and you're instantly welcomed, then like you said, Jack, there's that experience. Then I think that's really important. It's so important, and it, and in a way, it's how we survive because our yeah. staff are our biggest asset, um, and we and they know their stock. You know, they know they all own buy, so they know what they've bought, and they know what person the the fits are yeah. designed for. Um, so you know that you're never going to be sold something that isn't right for you, and to have that knowledge um, is so vitally important. And that's the way we can be different from other people. Amazing. And how do you go about um, achieving that as well? And, you know, in terms of um, empowering your staff to all kind of get onto your culture or anything like that, is there any kind of practical ways that you, um, you look to it achieve it? Kind of, it is a cultural thing. It's been, it's in the culture. I don't quite know if we have made a conscious decision to create that. I think mm. that's just the way is it, it is. Is it something intuitive when you obviously recruit new members of staff, yeah, you kind yeah. of instantly know these people Absolutely. are right Absolutely, and either your face fits or it doesn't. In yeah. a way, people, you know, uh, we've had, we have people work for us for 60 years, you know, mm. and so many of our staff have worked for us for 25 years plus. So you either get it or you don't, yeah. you know, and I think if you come and join us and, and you don't get that sort of, family feel um and you don't get that feeling that um everybody has to muck in mm. then you're, you're never going to sort of be the right person but i think on the whole most people who join us do and we obviously look out for that kind of person when we recruit as well Amazing. i think businesses i mean that's so hard to develop that culture and it takes an awful long time and and businesses uh, are listening to this business owners thinking God, I wonder how long it'll be. I, I, that's exactly where we're trying to get to. Yeah. Um, so tell us 92 about... 92 years. Yeah, 92 <laughs> years of trading. Yeah, we're still Three trying. generations. Yeah. Um, tell us um, about some of the challenges that come along with Co's and come along with retail. I know we spoke before the podcast, retail is ever-changing. It changes so quickly. Yeah. So uh, Jake said you almost have to be really reactive to the market. Of course. Tell us about some of the challenges that come alongside. Okay, so... The most obvious and biggest challenge in change in retail is online. So you, we have to become an omnichannel business. So mm. we can't. We we are always going to be a bricks and mortar business because you know that's the way we can offer the customer service. But we do have to have the omnichannel approach now. So you know we've got a really good transactional website. Um, you can click and collect around. Um, you know, every store. Um, and we have to be talking to people on all different channels now. So not only, whereas before you'd send a, a brochure or a mailer out to somebody, it would land on their doorstep and they, they'd come in and shop with us. Now we have to be talking to people on social media. We have to be talking to them on our website. We have to be still doing traditional media with press. Yep. We have to, as we were talking earlier about video content, you have to be in all methods of communication in order to reach your target customer now um, and then offer them the options of where they purchase um, because if you're not if you're just bricks and mortar you are going to limit yourself to you know people having to travel to you yeah so i think that is the biggest change really that that uh, we've experienced probably in the last sort of 10 years i was going to say was there a, a, a specific point where you thought you kind of recognized it as something that you're going to have to adapt to obviously when you said about 10 years ago was there a point that you can remember sitting around the room and thinking yes we need to kind of change the way we're operating here yeah I do but I also think it was a bit of a case of um oh we need to do this yeah. you know as in we need to do it to be in it but we didn't go into it with a 
a huge, great strategy of being an online retailer. Of course, yeah. We just thought, right, everybody else is doing this, so we need to be doing this too. Yeah. So I can't say that it was a, a strategic decision, but obviously it's become much more of a strategic business now. It's a business within a business. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think it's our fourth biggest shop or something online now. Um, so, you I know. Think, I think that's something to be applauded, um, really, because there's so many, Get it wrong. you know, what you, you would mm. call local businesses that, join onto this whole wave far too late mm. and i think for you to be able to actually recognize that yes we need to kind of adapt and change with these kind of new ways i think is something is you know a credit to you in that sense because this is why you are still there and you still operate all of these businesses in and, and around still Suffolk. so relevant yeah. yeah and that's it i mean relevancy is is such a key word um fashion changes so fast now mm. so you have to constantly stay relevant with people mm, not tell that to jack yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've Send seen some in. of his clobber it's not oh, 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 on video it's <laughs> unfair man. isn't it <laughs> yeah. so um so you know everything's changing so quickly so not only in what we sell but what our messages are that are out there and how, how people can interact with us. Yeah. Um, so relevancy in, in stock, but also um, in all the other messages that you're putting out there. Amazing. How's, um, how's developing to the social media culture going to you guys? How's, um, it, how's it going? Yeah, it's, it's good. You I think we're getting really, out. really positive feedback on our social. Again, um, I don't want to say we were late to the party, but we weren't an early adopter. Yeah. Um, and I think we've had to jump on the bandwagon. And actually, it's a part of our business that we really enjoy doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Amy, who works for me, is brilliant. You know, she's young. She's br been brought up with, with social. Um, and she, we've got to get ourselves out there and talking about all the wonderful things that we do. And I think people are interested in mm. what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so social is vitally important. W one thing looking at it um, from our point of view in, in media is that you do really great job in showing your staff on mm -hmm. your social. Yeah, a fantastic job at actually showing the team behind Co's. Well, um, I think I think we are our people, aren't we? Yeah, you know, yeah. and and people shop with us. Yes, of course, we have the product that they want, but they shop with us because they've got a relationship with somebody that they know in store. Yeah. So they say, oh, I can go and see Carl in menswear and he'll sort me out with a Ralph shirt or I can go and see Andrew in shoes. And, and we know people by, or they know us by name. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's really And nice. getting that across on social is also important yeah. because how else do we then differentiate ourselves from, yeah. you know, the let's say the, the Ralph Lauren Instagram. Yeah. And one, one thing, like, um, I've noticed and what i really feel like a lot of companies should be doing and obviously what I, I think you guys are doing is taking out the awkwardness for a potential customer so one thing that um my so what we all have those kind of awkward questions that we ask in a shop or um, in a gym or anything like mm -hmm. that where we don't really want to ask them but i think as a business it is your role to make people feel as comfortable as possible yeah so one of an example i used before is obviously if i walk into a hairdresser's i when I was younger, I'd you know I'd look at David Beckham's hair and I'd be like, I want my hair just like his. But as a bloke, I don't know about you, Jack. <laughs> I don't really want to go into a hairdresser's with a picture of David Beckham's. Let's hair. be honest, Jay. <laughs> you're not talking about the times you went to hairdressers. You're talking about the times you go to Ann Summers. <laughs> <laughs> that is what you're talking about. I, I, Those awkward times. No, but you know what I mean. Like, and, but if 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 a um, a hairdresser, for example, you walked in and they and they said, you know, there's a 
banner up that said, you know, show us a picture of who you want to look like, instantly I'd feel so much more comfortable yeah, there. Yeah. And I think it's the same with, with obviously retail is that if you're showing your staff on Instagram and Facebook and potential customers already know kind of who they want to go and talk to about something before they even enter the shop. So it's taking away that awkwardness of going up to somebody saying, yeah. excuse me, can you help me please? Yeah. They can say, hello, Karen, can you come and help you me know, please? Carl Absolutely. looks good in that shirt. Andrew looks good in those shirts. Yeah. 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 Like, and also, um, you know, the, in the last year, we've done a lot of work with um, using local people for models. I mean, Jack's obviously modelled for us before. Oh, I which wanna, I still... Didn't want to uh, bring it up. No, I no, still I find that hilarious, <laughs> by the way. And I, I remember driving again at that passcode and seeing my my brother's face planted up against the wall and I and I kind of no offence but that did put me off slightly <laughs> oh, Jake we'll get you next thank you very much I think no, you're do it you're now. here don't Fiona, do it, Fiona. I think you're you're currently in real time realising you got the one wrong brother <laughs> for modelling <laughs> but part of that is the fact that people know Jack and they know you and and you know you are become a kind of influencer for our business as well um and so not only does it it get sort of like lo local other businesses known out there and that, that we can help them promote their business as a part of our business mm. that um sense of community and local shopping yeah um and us all working together is is just vitally important and we share that value as well i mean that's the sole reason we set up Suffolk Business Podcast was to give business owners a platform where they could tell their story yeah because it every story is unique they are interesting and people do want to hear them yeah and what's absolutely. funny is that we've approached some people before and they say well I don't really know what to say but they get here and they explain the whole origin story like you have done and and it gives people so much value just to listen to people who are on their front you know on their doorstep talking about how to how they've kind of found their way in business yeah and we're you know this is this is real life and we're all normal people and we yeah. go about our day-to-day -day business and we're we all tread water a lot of the time don't yeah. we and we think yeah. are we doing the right thing but I think, you know, when I listen to podcasts, I get a lot of um, support from hearing other people's stories, yeah. um, you know, and sort of the inspiration to sort of carry on and do, do things right. Definitely. So. Let, let's talk about you, Fiona. How do you manage your time? You've got so much going on. Yeah. How would you, what does a normal week look like for Fiona Co? Okay, um, well, every week is different, I think. It really depends. My week depends on what time of the year um, it is. So at the moment, I just enter, I'm just entering into a big buying phase. So um, in retail, we buy pretty much a year ahead of uh, when the wow. stock is, is yep. coming in. So I'm just starting buying for autumn, winter 2021. Right. Um, and that will be the next month where I'll spend a lot of time in London um, going to buying appointments. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's hectic. How do you know what to buy? Is that again, just foresight, kind of being in yeah. the industry for a long time? You it, kind of yeah, know. and also, I mean, we have all our sales analysis. We all yeah. have, have our data um, that we work on. But yes, there's 20, 30% of it is intuition. Yeah. Um, and I always think that if I'm a buying appointment and I see something and I think, well, gosh, I'm not sure about that. I try and imagine my real life customers who would buy it. Yeah. So there's definitely that intuition. Um, so I would, uh, yeah, I sort of go five or six different appointments throughout the day in London to just get through um, those kinds of things. So that'll take sort of the next six weeks whilst budget, whilst sort of balancing the marketing side of my job as well. Um, so Amy, as I said, who worked for me, she'll carry on with all our social media. Mm. Um, we'll launch our um, first spring campaign on Monday. Um, all of our dis lovely display team have done all our windows. They're all ready to go in. 
Um, so I'll sort of link up with them during the week as well. Um, and then we'll sort of, like this morning, we've had a marketing meeting, sorting out our next campaign for March, April. So, it is, I mean, it's a balancing act, yeah, you know, there plates. isn't there isn't a day that's the same. If we've got a member of staff off sick, I'll just go and work on the shop floor for that day. Um, yeah, I mean, it's juggling, it's on. juggling. Yeah. Um, you try and have a plan, but, you know, we, as we know, businesses are so, it's so reactive yeah. these yeah. days. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've got lots of energy. I'm quite an energy. I was going to say, yeah. like, just from me, yeah. feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I don't, um, yeah, I don't sit still very often. What about personally? How do you kind of unwind then in that sense? Uh, gym. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I do a lot of gym stuff. Um, yeah, I, I do find it quite hard to unwind. It's hard to yeah. sort of get home and stop thinking about work. I think, I think we that's all think just that, a really, yeah. really common thing these days. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, that my exercise is my sort of level. Escapism. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And talk about 30, 40% intuition when you're picking clothes. No offence to the rest of our guests who have come on the, the podcast, but I think Fiona's the best dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's fair to say. Two, two. I mean, Nick this morning was really yeah, well dressed yeah, as well. Yeah, he yeah. must shop at Coast. Well, he must do. Yeah. If not, send them our way. It's yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Um, Fiona, what does the next few years look like for Coast? What, what's, the, what's on the pipeline? What's in the pipeline? Okay, so um, we've got to keep on adjusting to, um, to the market. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we will always be a bricks and mortar um, store. You know, that's very, very important yeah. to us. But our online business will grow without a shadow of a doubt. Um, people's habits, consumer habits are changing so vastly. Um, we've always, you know, we, every day we hear a, a new story about the state of the high street. Yeah. Um, and we need to be reactive to that. I mean, our high streets won't go back to how they were. You know, no. town centres have got to adjust. They've got to be used for different purposes. Um, and we need to be there in the forefront of that. So, just, just on that, sorry to interrupt, where do you see it going? Um, I see multi-use um, town centres. So, a mix of, of housing, um, you know, a mix of shops, but also leisure, gyms, mm. physios, whatever kind it may be. Kind of like be. your, your mm. kind of amenities that yeah, are... Yeah, yeah. A real mix of industries. Yeah, yeah. and I, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a believer that people aren't shopping anymore. You know, you go to retail parks on the outskirts of town. I went yeah. at the weekend. They are heaving with yeah. people. So I just, I do believe that shopping has shifted. Yeah. You know, the locations have shifted. Um, and traditional town centres, you know, be it, you know, parking, free parking that you get from out of town shopping centres, the convenience of having large stores, you know, they have driven people to other spaces. Mm. So I do think councils are going to be have to be very, very, very brave and make big decisions. They kind of, I, I, on that point, that they kind of have the power to kind of make that, that first step, don't they, in terms yeah. of how what the outlook is kind of going. Because obviously we mentioned consumer habits, but also I guess a lot of the responsibility lies with the council making it more affordable and all that absolutely, kind of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I know the Cornhill in Ipswich has been controversial with what's been done and the money spent. But to go there in the summer and see the kids running through the fountains yeah, and yeah. the deck chairs yeah. out. Oh, it, it definitely makes and a then, difference. you know, to yeah. use that space for theatre or drama or films or whatever, that's how town centres have got yeah. to be used going Again, forward. Again, adding an experience that you can't absolutely, get elsewhere. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So I think it has, you know... It, it's got to just shift and be multi-use rather than rows of shops. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but going back to Coase, yeah, you sure. know, yeah. um, in the future, um, as I said, omni-channel 
approach I think is really important so we'll continue to offer um, what we offer online as well as in store but also if we need to adapt our space to have different kind of merchandise in that's what we'll do yeah you know that's interesting um, to hear. the yeah. talk about you know the the, the the talk in retail now is about having flexible space yeah so actually that it isn't just your um, sports department you know, you have your sports department and you have a space where you can have a yoga class. So I, interestingly, you know, I walked into cool. um, Top Man in Oxford Street um, last week or the week before and I could not believe, like, the experience that they were offering in there. Like, I, I, the last time I went in there, it was just a simple Top Man shop, you know, yeah. a, bit, a bit bigger than your normal one. And I walked in, there's a DJ at the front, like, banging tunes out when I walked in, gave me a bit of a headache. Um, <laughs> there were hairdressers, there were other kind of... Um, um, stalls that kind of been set up yep, by independent yep. retailers LCUs. within yeah. Top Man, yeah. and I just thought, what a lovely thing to be able to offer. You walk into a big, big space, but you're walking in there for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, and that's probably the future of, of retail. So you know, before Christmas, we had some pop up shops come Amazing, in to close, yeah. and yeah. we had a men's spa come in for the weekend. Right. You know, and they just talked about um, you know men's facials and um, and beauty routines mm. and things like that. And, you know, that was great because people wouldn't expect to see that at Coast. Yeah, yeah and, um, there's, and there's that second-hand option as well, isn't there? So they go in and they go in for that reason and then they walk around the shop naturally. And then, you know, so there's always that journey that yeah. they're not just going in for one thing. You can, if you can kind of provide other things and partner as well with local businesses and it's always going to... Absolutely, and, and I think that's where um, the opportunities come from working locally and, and, yeah. and seeking out opportunities with other local businesses because there's always people that can help each other out. Yeah. Um, so so I think that's really important in future. And I think the big sustainability argument in fashion is one that we can't ignore. No. You know, we are all going to need to probably buy less and buy well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we need to adapt to that as well. You know, we, I know we've, we're lucky we do quality clothing. We've never been into fast fashion. So we would hope that people would come to us and buy stock and buy clothes that they can, will go on for more than just one yeah. season. Yeah. And again, um, that, paying that little bit more, just knowing that it's sustainable and yeah, it's been made exactly, in the right way. Yeah. Exactly. And I think our suppliers are, you know, when I speak to them, they're working really hard on sourcing sustainable fabrics and things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be really key in the future. Amazing. Awesome. Where can customers find you okay where can customers find you obviously we have the address um in ipswich and yeah yeah um online social yep. media so um us. yeah so obviously in store um ipswich felixstowe and malden um coast.co.uk online um and uh social is co's underscore underscore can't say it now <laughs> underscore stores cool Co's underscores and, and that's on yeah Facebook. that's really that's hard, really yeah. hard that to say especially for me it's easy to write underscore stores yeah it's hard. <laughs> luckily we've got these mic shields because um Jack knows when I talk other people get wet yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like to spit at people. Um, and then we have all our coast locations have um, their own Twitter feed so they can talk about local things so coast Felixstowe coast Malden again and involving coast that community aspect. yeah exactly Brilliant. exactly like the hashtag. The hashtag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really cool. <laughs> final question, Jack. Yes, final question. And um, the big one. <laughs> yeah, a bit of an on ongoing joke. Everybody who's listened to this podcast is starting to get bored of us kind of revisiting yeah, yeah. this joke. But yeah. anyway, yeah, this final question, Fiona, what is the best thing about running a business? Um, and again, if you can come maybe touch on the 
running a business in this county as well in particular okay. I don't know whether there's anything in particular you like okay. about Suffolk well I think I mean running having the privilege of living in Suffolk is amazing you mm. know I think we are all spoiled spoiled oh yeah I mm. feel a little bit smug still yeah. about having the opportunity to live where we live um I think that the best thing is is just the sort of flexibility to be able to change, you know, and... And to make change. And to make change, yeah. And also to live and work in your own community. I mean, it's a huge, huge privilege. Um, So we can talk to anybody we want to talk to, you know, locally, and we can work together. And and that really is something that you you don't get if you don't run your own business, Mm. you know. Um, We're not trying to be out there being big influencers, but we do want to be part of the community and and that is absolutely so exciting to be in the middle of that and to feel that you can make change and you still yeah, don't, don't want to be the influencers but you still want to influence and absolutely. that's the most important thing yeah yeah and uh, we always say at Coes, you know we're on an evolution and not a revolution you like know that. um that because cool. we've been around for for you know 92 years and and hopefully many more um and yeah long may the journey continue Brilliant. Well, here, here best of luck. That. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Fiona, for joining us pleasure. on the Suffer Business Podcast. You have been a pleasure to talk to and Absolutely. I've learned a lot. Um, so thank you. Um, guys, make sure, if you haven't already, make sure you follow, subscribe and rate the podcast. That would mean the world to us because then we can shoot up the old charts um, and we can obviously give you more access to other business owners in Suffolk to um, allow you to hear their stories. But for now, Fiona, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank um, you. we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.